Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Play by Play. My name is Jack McFarland and I'm joined here with Nick Schlimmer. Hey guys, how's it going? We are so excited to finally be bringing this episode to y'all. Uh, this has been just over a month in the making and it's something we are very passionate and excited for. Um, I'll start by introducing myself a little bit. Uh, I'm a student at the University of Nebraska. I'm a true freshman. I'm involved in uh, the PGA Golf Management here as a degree. I grew up in Waterloo, Illinois. I played football, basketball, wrestling, and baseball in high school. And I think I'm expected to graduate in 2026, so hopefully that all goes to plan. Oh, why don't you introduce yourself, Nick? Hey guys, how's it going? So my name is Nick Schlemmer. Um, I am also in the PGA program, Professional Golf Management. Um, a little bit of background about myself. Uh, I also attend UNL University, Nebraska-Lincoln. Um, I am currently a junior here. Uh, uh, sports history about me. I played baseball and basketball all throughout high school and a little bit into college with baseball. Um, currently 21 years old. And yeah, let's keep going with our show. So just a little bit of background on uh, the PGA Golf Management Program, because I know for a lot of people, I'm sure you've experienced this, nobody knows what it is. You know, you tell them and they're like, you know, I never knew that was a thing. Or they, some people don't even believe you. Uh, so kind of the idea behind it is anything that you can think of in the golf industry is what we get to learn about. Uh, yes, we play a lot of golf. We just had a tournament yesterday, and that is very fun. Um, but it's really about finding the perfect fit in the golf industry, anywhere from being a head professional or running a golf course, working in marketing, uh, working in even like golf media. So that's kind of what the PGA Golf Management Program is, and you'll hear us talk about that a good amount on this show. Some of our goals and ideas is we really want to show the world what our perspective is as two college students. We aim to have about two episodes a month, and each show we're aiming for about 30 minutes. That's just so you guys you know, kind of know what to expect from us and can hold us to a good standard. Uh, we'll talk about a variety of topics such as sports, sports betting, politics, business, breaking news, um, and really anything that just comes up in the world. Yes, definitely. And I just want to kind of put some more emphasis on what Jack said. So we're really doing this podcast to show the different generations of people what we are thinking as Gen Z. So it's through our own eyes and through our thoughts of what's going on in the world. And just moving on here, let's go into our first segment. So let's get this thing going and start with the play-by-play -play top 10 is what we're calling this first segment. So Today's top 10 is top 10 brands among Gen Z adults. Jack, you want to tell us a little bit about this? Of course, yeah. So this was a poll done by Business Insider, and they went into what are the best brands that have a favorable impression among Gen Zs. So why don't you get us started at number 10, Nick? Yeah, so for number 10, we have Oreo coming in with 78.57% of Gen Z has a favorable or a very likable impression of this company. At number nine, we've got KitKat at 78.96%. Number eight is Doritos. That's a surprising one for me, Doritos, at 79.32%. At number seven, we have Target at 79.66%. Number six is Walmart, 79.76. Number five is M&M Company at 79.81. Number four is Amazon at 80.28%. The number three company is Netflix with an 82.81%. Number 
Coming in at number two, we have Google at 83.87. And your number one spot, according to Business Insider, is YouTube at a staggering 86.23% of Gen Z has a favorable impression of this company. So does anything really surprise you? I know you said Doritos was a standout. Why is that one maybe a standout for you, Nick? Doritos is a standout to me because, honestly, personally, I don't think about that company being something that our generation shows a lot of interest in, to be Mm -hmm. honest. I could definitely see the YouTube, the Netflix, even the Amazon and Google, because that's going to be things that we're using weekly just in our lives throughout college and wherever we are in our lives. But yeah, Doritos really stuck out to me as what we are really thinking about right now. And my thought on Doritos is, do you think it has anything to do with their commercials? I know that Doritos is very famous for Super Bowl commercials, and they always run, you know, like the fan contest. Do you think that has anything to do with the influence on our generation? Yes, definitely. Now that you mentioned the Super Bowl commercials, Doritos, personally, personally, that Doritos puts on the best Super Bowl commercials. They're always the 100%. funniest. I, yeah, that definitely makes sense now as to why they'd be on this leaderboard. Yeah, much better than a Mountain Dew commercial Remembering Puppy Monkey Baby is, quite frankly, something I just don't want to remember, but it's stuck in my head. Definitely. So, what do you say we put our own top five? You list your top five, and I'll list mine, and we'll see how we compare. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Would you like to start us off? What are your top five companies? So, I'm going to start with one and go down to five. Number one, I definitely have to say YouTube. Number two, I'm going to go with Google. Three, TikTok. Four, Amazon, and number five, I'm going to say Mizuno. And I just want to mention that some of these brands that me and Jack are going to say um, aren't on that list. These are our own top five, so I just want to make that clear. So why is maybe, um, let's go with YouTube. Why would you put YouTube at number one? I have YouTube as number one for my list because I am using YouTube daily in my life as a college student. Um, And I think a lot of Gen C people are in college right now. And YouTube, whether they're just watching a video or even watching a video for schoolwork, comes into play on our daily lives. That's my number one. Yeah, and so why don't you tell us a little about about Amazon being at number four? Yeah, so I have Amazon at four because obviously we're all in in college now. We already moved in. And Amazon's going to be a huge hub as far as what college students need for ordering stuff parents sending stuff to their kids while they're in college. Amazon's going to come into play a lot here. And what do you want to tell us about your top five? Yeah, so I'll start at number five and move to number one. Maybe I'll build a little bit of suspense here. Uh, My number five company is Oreo. And that's just because, I mean, Oreos are definitely my favorite. I, I don't know if you can call it a candy or I guess just dessert would be the best way to call it. But I am a huge Oreo fan. Uh, my number four is Target. For they are my favorite store to go to that isn't an online store. Uh, Target, I think, is just cleaner and nicer than Walmart in every way. Uh, my number three company is Mizuno. My number two company is Amazon. And my number one is also YouTube. Ah, so going back on your list here, I see you have number three is Mizuno. You want to talk about why Mizuno is your number three on this list? Yeah, so for one, uh, I just got some new golf clubs. It's a big part of our program, as you can tell, being in golf management, the clubs are essential, and ordering from Mizuno, it was it was super easy, it was painless, they have great prices, and they make great clubs. 
I'm also doing a business report on Mizuno in one of my classes right now. And they've just, I've read about all their ideas, and they're a, a company based in Japan, and I think they are very good at working the global market. And so I'm just really impressed with Mizuno overall. I think they run a great company, and that's why I put them at number three. Awesome. Yeah, Jack, I totally agree with you there. And I just want to ask you one more question. So I had talked about how YouTube would be my number one. So what do you think in your perspective YouTube is for our Gen Z generation? Yeah, so I agree with everything you said. I think it is a very essential in uh, education with uh, the videos on there and entertainment. You know, late night, just turn on a YouTube video and, and relax. That's a big part of going to college is relaxing. Um, I think YouTube does a very good job on the free entertainment. You know, a lot of these things you have to pay for. Hulu, Peacock, Amazon Prime, everything. It's always, you know, $5 a month, $10 a month. YouTube does a very good job uh Everything is free. Yes, you can buy movies, and yes, you can get YouTube Premium, but if you're willing to watch, you know, 10 seconds worth of ads, which is nowhere near a commercial, um, the free entertainment is unbeatable on YouTube. I also think the amount of entertainment on there, you can find a video on, I'd say almost anything. I'd be willing to bet you can find a video on anything on YouTube. Definitely. There's definitely over a billion hours of streaming uh, videos on YouTube, like, there's not enough time in the world to watch everything on YouTube. I think that is what they excel in compared to any other company on this list. Yes, definitely. So now we're kind of talking about our top top five list here. And on my list, I had TikTok coming in at number three. So that, that just kind of want to leads me into our next segment. The future is now. And in this segment, we're going to be talking about TikTok in specifically. Um, so... TikTok is a social media platform where people can make videos ranging from 1 to 10 minutes, whether this is kind of a comedy video or even a challenge. TikTok has about 1 billion monthly active users. That right there is astounding. Yeah, so, and just to kind of put that into perspective, because I'm sure some people have not heard of TikTok yet, they have not been around for that long. Yes, there was, it was called Musical.ly years ago, it was a failed experiment. It had to do with just almost lip syncing videos. So then that company went into a rebrand to become TikTok. And I'd say, you know, for about maybe two or three years, they've been popular and they've got the numbers only growing from a billion in just two to three years. They have 14 countries at the time of recording with over 1 million TikTok users. And like I said, that's only going up. There was 10 or 12 other countries right around that. And yeah, TikTok has really taken over the world's media. Even if you don't realize it, any popular song you hear, any dance you see, any challenge, any breaking news, everything is on TikTok right now, even if you don't notice it. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on TikTok's media influence? Yeah, so it's kind of crazy how TikTok has been able to blow up songs and if you think of any hit song that may be on like a Billboard Top 100, no matter what kind of song it is, country, rap, pop, all of these songs are on TikTok and they blew up while they were on TikTok. So all of these songs, even songs from the past, are gaining popularity back with our generation because people are using them on TikTok. And like I said, you're seeing TikTok everywhere. It's on everything. It's in commercials. It's on ads. And like Jack said, there's over a billion monthly active users on this app. And 
So yeah, Jack, I just want to know your thoughts. What do you think about TikTok right now in our lives? So I think you made a really good point with the songs, especially with the throwback songs. I, I'm sure you guys have heard the radio, and there's that one song from 1980, the If I Only Could. Um, and it, you, you might have think, like, where did this come from? Why is this, like, just a mega hit all of a sudden out of nowhere? And that is because of TikTok. If you want a fast-track way to get into the life of a Gen Z, get on TikTok. It is very important. It is a great media market. If you could get one popular video on TikTok, then you will become famous. If you're a company, getting on TikTok is almost essential at this point if you want to get involved with the younger generations. I know that brands, uh, some do very good and some are non-existent on TikTok. One that comes to mind for me is Wendy's. They have a very big, not just TikTok presence, but social media in general. Um, I, I think it was a couple years ago, they really started on Twitter. This was, you know, before TikTok. But Wendy's has always been, you know, just an okay restaurant. It was never a McDonald's or a Dairy Queen level establishment. But I think the change happened when they got on social media. They would uh, post tweets about, you know, making fun of McDonald's or calling out like haters. Just making a lot of fun, relatable stuff to the younger generation. And now when you think of, I mean, what's the number two fast food restaurant? Wendy's has got to be up there. I don't think they're quite to McDonald's level. They have a very rich history, but Wendy's is on the up and coming. Uh, more people are talking about it, and I think it's because they started on social media so early and got it kind of almost engraved in our minds. You know, hey, Wendy's is really good on social media. Maybe we should try them out, and you know, maybe we'll like their food. And I think that's a big reason why Wendy's is on the up and coming is just based on using social media. What do you think brands can do to kind of hop on the you know, bandwagon, so to say, Nick? Definitely, even for a lot of the new and upcoming brands that have kind of started coming about during the COVID time with these last couple of years, a lot of new startup companies have been kind of showing up, and a lot of them are using this TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook to do their marketing and to reach out to more people that way versus just having a website and even having a podcast. Podcasts are growing in popularity all across the U.S. And a study was done by Omnicore, a digital marketing company, and they found that people spend an average of 52 minutes a day on TikTok, more social media power than what people are using Facebook on. People are on TikTok more than Facebook per day on the average. So that right there just shows that TikTok is the new and upcoming thing that all older companies and new companies should really hop on and use. Yeah, and I think that also just kind of goes to put it into perspective on how powerful TikTok really can be. I mean, an hour a day on average, there are people that sadly spend 10 hours a day on TikTok. And another sad thing is I've also seen people that take TikTok very seriously and make it their personality, so to say. Um, So if you were able, as a company or even just an influencer or someone just trying to put themselves out there, if you could get on TikTok, then you have a great chance of becoming successful, especially with Gen Z. So Nick, this is going to bring us to what is most likely going to be our favorite segment, and we're going to go into best bets. For today's best bets, we are talking about our favorite future bets. 
for people that don't know what a future bet is, that is, you know, like, who's going to win the championship of any certain league or uh, who's going to be the MVP of any certain league, stuff like that. So I guess I'll kick us off here with my five. I have five favorite bets here for you that I think these are not surefire, but I'm very strongly believing in them. My first one, my absolute favorite bet of any upcoming championship is Scotty Scheffler to win the Tour Championship at plus 850. I think those odds are incredible for how good he has been. Um, just for people that don't know, in betting, plus 850 means if you bet you know, $1, you get $8.50. So if it's a plus uh, 850, you bet $100, you win $850. Uh, my second bet here is the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. You know, being from Waterloo, Illinois, which is right near St. Louis, the Chiefs are our home team, so to say, being in Kansas City, and I think they have a stellar offense. The defense can need some work, but I mean, Patrick Mahomes, you're always going to be favorited to win the Super Bowl, or up there in the top three. I also believe that a National League team will win the World Series in baseball. That's at minus 135. I think the National League should be minus 10,000. I mean... With the Dodgers and the, the Cardinals or the Braves, uh, I don't see how a National League team doesn't win the World Series here. My fourth bet would be for Ohio State to win the NCAA football championship. I think they've got the Heisman winner in C.J. Stroud on their team. I think they've got the best offense in college, and it shows. They score 48.8 points a game. That's number one in college. Their defense isn't bad either. I think it's about, if I remember, about 30th on scoring defense, so... They're scoring on offense. They're scoring on defense. They've got the best quarterback and possibly the best player in college. I don't see how they lose. They're 5-0 and right now. I think they'll go undefeated. And then I have one dark horse bet, and that is for the St. Louis Cardinals to win the World Series. To go along with the National League team winning it, St. Louis is plus 1,800, one to win 180. Man, I think that is criminal with those odds. I mean, being from St. Louis might be a little biased. But the team is on fire. Won the NL Central, have a history of amazing postseason performances, along with incredible stars, young players, and veterans. I honestly don't see how we could lose the World Series. I think we're going to do amazing in the upcoming playoffs that start on October 7th in just two days in St. Louis versus the Phillies. World Series run. Here it comes. Why don't you tell me about your bets, Nick? Yeah, so... You started off with your number one favorite bet in Scotty Scheffler to win the Tour Championship. I'm kind of going to bat you right there. I'm going to go with Rory McIlroy. That's kind of the one number one player in the world and the kind of number two, three player. So he's coming in at a plus 1,200 to win this thing. So I'm kind of taking the underdog here, so to say, in that one. And then moving on to the football bet. I'm just going to go with the used-to-be hometown, used-to-be in St. Louis, now they're in L.A. I'm going to go with the Rams to win the Super Bowl. They've won it here in the past, here soon, so I'm just thinking the Rams are going to be the best choice, personally. And then finally, my favorite NBA team, the Warriors. I'm bandwagon and a half for this team. <laughs> There's no way I'm not going to root for the Warriors. So they are going to be my pick to win the finals this year. I think those are some good bets, except for maybe... The Rory McIlroy bet. Let's maybe debate that a little bit. I'm thinking, my thought on Scotty Scheffler, he's the world-ranked number one. Just finished number two in the FedEx Cup, which is the Tour Championship. Goes by that name as well. Now, he did lose to Rory McIlroy. I'll give you that. Rory is the defending champ of the Tour Championship with an incredible performance in that final tournament of the year. But Scotty Scheffler, he's young. 
he's got four PGA wins total, and you might think, hey, four only? That's 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 nothing. Well, you got to think that that those were all this year. He won a major in the Masters. He's won the Arnold Palmer. He won the World Golf Championship, and he made fourteen million dollars in winnings. This guy is crazy. He had eleven top ten finishes this past season, and I think he's going to do even better. I think he's going to win a major and maybe four or five more events. And I think that's just going to all but lock up the Tour Championship for him. What are kind of your thoughts on Rory? What do you see in him? Yeah, so you're, you're kind of going with the young guns. And I kind of took a different perspective. I'm kind of going with, I'm going with the old man on the roster. I'm, I'm, going, <laughs> I'm going with the guy who's been, in the, who's been in the league, so to say, for quite some time. He has millions and millions of dollars in earnings. And he just has the background and experience to uh to win all these different tours and all these different championships throughout the world so he just has the experience and he knows all the courses as to what he's going to be playing on so i think yeah rory rory's rory's got this in the back yeah. and as a defending champion I, I can't knock that pick at all i mean i i think mine's a little better i'm gonna be honest but i i can see where you're coming from i think that's a solid pick as well let's maybe debate i mean we have two different super bowl winners what what do you see in the rams what do you think kind of will guide them back to the Super Bowl. You know, they have devastating injuries to the offensive line. They have Van Jefferson. Maybe their number two receiver is out with injury as well. Yes, they brought in Allen Robinson. What do you see in them that might get them back-to-back Super Bowl champs? Yeah, so the Rams for me, I'm to be honest, I'm not that big of a football guy. I may not know all the names and all the best players in the league and whatnot, but Whenever I see a last year's run that the Rams put on to go on and win the Super Bowl and they beat some very big-name teams with some big-name players and such as quarterbacks and all that, um, I'm just kind of going with the Rams, just not even looking at the statistics side and who they have, who's out, who's not playing. I'm just going with the team that won it here last year, and I'm, I'm thinking they're going to want to win again. They're going to want to keep this streak alive, and they're going to want to put their best players on the field no matter who they are. And they're just going to take this thing home. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. I'm, I'm not against it. But I do want to say that if you're thinking about a Super Bowl pick, I think the Chiefs are almost 100% the right way to go. The Chiefs, yes, this moment in time, might not be the best team in the AFC. And you're thinking, well, then how are they going to win the Super Bowl? Number one, the best team in the AFC as of right now, week five, we're going into week five, is the Bills in Buffalo. Um, they can't win close games. They... All their wins are by blowouts. Last year, I think they were 1-7 in seven and one-score games. And, you know, that includes the playoffs. I think they're going to fall apart like they do every year. You know who's not going to fall apart? That's the, That's the Chiefs. Yes, last year was a little bit weird with Cincinnati. You could say they fell apart in that game. <laughs> but, I mean, look historically, the past five years, the Chiefs have been incredible. Not to mention, yes. they didn't win the Super Bowl last year, which is kind of a superstition called the Super Bowl hangover. It's very hard to win back-to-back. It hasn't been done in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think the Rams are going through that Super Bowl hangover. I think a good side for you is almost the injury because come playoff time, they're going to be healthy. The Rams will be healthy. Yep. Um, I think the Chiefs' number one advantage is it's the best player in the league. They got Patrick Mahomes. You know, They signed him into 10 years, $477 million guaranteed. You're not going to pay some scrub that type of money. Patrick Mahomes is going to win championships. He did it. Yep a couple years ago against San Fran. And if his offensive line was any decent, he would have done it against Tampa as well. I think the Chiefs are here, and they're going to be favorites for a long time. I really believe in them this year. Off to a 3-1 start with a, 
a little bit of a weird game against the Colts. I think they should be 4-0. But, yeah, I think they're going to go all the way. Yep, I just and to bring that point here, I just wanted to also say, ever since the Chiefs added Patrick Mahomes to their roster as their starting QB, they have been a threat to every team they're playing against. You could be rooting for any team, no matter what team you root for. If you see that you are playing the Chiefs, there's just a little bit of worry there in the background going on in yes. your mind that we have to face Patrick Mahomes. Number, possibly the best QB ever. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then I know that I had a college football bet, just to kind of put some stats out there on that, is, like I said, they have C.J. Stroud. He is my Heisman favorite. You could almost bet on him to win the Heisman. He will definitely be a top three, 100%. Currently, he's the 26th ranked quarterback in college. And you, and you might be thinking to yourself, well, that's kind of a weird ranking for you know, a Heisman favorite. You got to think it's early in the year. His touchdown to interception ratio, 18 to 2. That is elite, elite. He's got almost 1,400 passing yards on only 130 attempts. That is, you know, 50 lower than everybody above him. He only has 92 completions. So he's just not, they're not throwing the ball as much as uh, the names above him. So I think if he was getting, you know, the 230 passing attempts that these quarterbacks above him, I think he'd be number one ranked. Also, to go along with that, Ohio State, like I said, 48.8 points a game. I don't care how good your defense is. If they're scoring 50 points a game, you're not going to win. You, I mean, they're going to score almost every single drive. They, they have a number one scoring offense, and I think that's what's going to carry them to this national championship. So, yeah, I didn't have a basketball picnic. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the Warriors and why you think they're going to go to the promised land, so to say, in the NBA Finals? Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, I'm a huge Warriors fan, have been long before they had their... 72-9 and nine season, and that was by far the best season I've ever seen in my lifetime as a team putting on performance day in and day out, beating high-quality teams to get to that championship. And the Warriors went through some ups and downs here with the past past two years or so. We Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, the Splash Brothers, they are the face of this team. And Klay Thompson has been hurt. Uh, with multiple injuries for about the past two years. He's back now. He's back in the gym. He's getting healthy. So that is why I think with those two being back on the floor, you pair them up with any other three players on the on the starting five roster, they're going to win some games. They're they're not going to go down without a fight. you got Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, and they've even brought in players like KD, lots of other different players, and they're always going to give you a run for their money. They're not going to go down without dropping at least 90 to 100 points a game. So that's, that's why I'm, I'm feeling the Warriors here for the finals this year. Yeah, and I think, I think that's a great pick. I totally agree with everything you have to say. So that kind of brings us to the end of episode one. I just want to say, you know, thank you to Trish, Steve, and Karen for the opportunity uh, of us getting to do this. I would like to thank the audience for giving us a listen. And, you know, come back later this month if you enjoyed it. Um, we really enjoy putting on this show. I think I had a blast. I'm sure you did too, yes, Nick. I, I had a blast as well doing this show with you today. Yeah, so, you know, I hope you guys will join us again the next time on the Play-By-Play. See you guys. Bye, guys.